What's up, Strictly Buckets podcast listeners? We are back, episode three. We took about a week and a half hiatus due to some illness and things like that, but we have a good episode coming up. have one of my best friends from pretty much my entire life from Tennessee, Justin Strong's on, and we, we delve into some LeBron hate, especially about his parenting, talk about Team USA and kind of their struggles, talk a little bit about the NBA schedule, just kind of talk about how we're ramped up and geared up for it. Of course, we we got to talk about the fire kicks of the week, and then we have a kind of a long dialogue of about pickup basketball pet peeves and stories. Short, open, Chicago with the lead. Westbrook racing up the floor, coast to coast, and he throws it down. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Giannis on the break. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. What is up, all of my little pups, my bucketeers? This is Strictly Buckets. We are coming back for episode numero three. That's right, Spanish and English, a little Spanglish going on there. We took a week off. I had a sick baby, and but she's doing much better now, so we weren't able to get on the mic last week. But it's my birthday today so we wanted to do a little podcast get some get some buckets get, talk a little basketball and i am joined today with uh by one of my longest friends he's joined us via phone from east tennessee what up how's it going strong you can find him on instagram at j underscore a underscore strong or on twitter at alonzo rondo how's it going tonight sir it's going good man happy birthday Thank you, thank you. You know, they're all about they're all about the same. Once you, once you get much over twenty one or twenty, yeah, you're just you're just looking for AARP numbers now. AARP man, and getting that Denny's early bird discount. You know. Oh yeah, show. Just got to teach these young bloods now. Now I can wear my socks over my sweatpants and wear fanny packs and. Hey, it's time to get those New Balances. What are they? Four twenties or something. Yeah, before I get those Air Monarch 4s, that's where the real fire's at. <laughs> Extra wide. But uh, how, how's it going, man? How's uh, how's Tennessee life? It's going good. It's going good. It's hot. Um, it's been raining a lot. It's been a real rainy season up here. But, uh, but you know, it's uh, going pretty good. Not a lot's changed. Um, oh, good news in the, in the b-ball world, the uh, Warriors Pass State Park WPSB uh, finally got a grant to redo the b-ball courts. So oh, shout man. out to them. Oh man, that's that's legend. You know, uh, yeah. Strong and I here are Warriors Path legends. Um, we can discuss that a little bit more when we pick up pick up basketball. But yeah, Warriors Path is a is a court that always hold a special place in my heart. What are things like down there in uh, in St. Augustine? I know they're man, beautiful. Hot, hot, humid, man. It's been crazy. We've had over 110 heat index this week and past weekend. It's been, it's been cra- pretty crazy, pretty hot. Um, but oh, yeah. it, it's not too bad, you know. We've had it's kind of a we're kind of in a dead period of sports as we're as football is getting ready to ramp up, and you know the NBA's kind of kind of tapered off a little bit. We did have the schedule come out this week, which we're going to touch on here in just a little bit. But um, I guess if if you don't mind, we're just going to jump right into this thing. And, uh, yeah, let's do it, man. 
we're gonna we're gonna lead a little bit with uh with LeBron James. Just LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron Bron. Uh most hated man alive. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um as I guess because there's nothing else in the sports world going on, you know, outside of, you know, NFL training camp and preseason because college football really hasn't ramped up yet, that people decided that they're going to comment on the way he acts at his son's, you know, AAU basketball games, and they're criticizing his parenting and this, that, and the other. And I think it's a little ridiculous, for one. And for two, people saying that he's doing it because he always has to have the attention on himself, I think is just utterly asinine because, I mean, he's LeBron freaking James. He can't walk anywhere in probably the United States, China, Europe. I mean, he doesn't need the attention, so I think that's kind of kind of crazy and a little a little bit of lunacy. What's your take on that? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'm not a father. And, you know, he's a dad, and he's a great dad. He's a great role model. Uh, you know, you can say what you want about his on-the-court, whatever, his attitude or presence. You know, everybody's got their opinions, but – you know, he's a great family guy. Um, he's been with his wife forever since high school. Um, you know, and he loves his kids. He's a big kid himself. He loves goofing around. I mean, he's playing basketball, making a career out of it. Uh, you know, he's got a great life. He doesn't have anything to be down about. And now his son, um, Bronny, is on the uprise, and he's, you know, potentially rising up. Uh, through the high school ranks, and, you know, he's going to be at Sierra Canyon. They're going to have a stout high school team. And, uh, you know, he's just excited. You know, I'm sure, you know, every dad's got a moment like that when your son's on a big stage like that. And, you know, it just goes without him saying he just gets noticed a little more just because of who he is. Um, I feel like he can draw up more uh, stories and, you know, this, that, and the other in the off season you know, in the dead of summer than anything else. I mean, I, I can't think of any other news topics outside of baseball, you know, that's really hit the big headlines other than that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's LeBron James, so he's always polarizing and he's always going to move the needle. I mean, we still have great young players and great up-and-coming. you got Kawhi, you got Giannis, you got Steph, you got Durant, but nobody moves the needle like LeBron does. And, I mean, you could talk about LeBron. I mean, I mean let's look at – on Sports Center on Tuesdays, they post his Taco Tuesday stuff from his Instagram story. So nobody moves the needle like LeBron James. I just think it's a little, a little out of line, I guess you would say, to criticize his parenting. I mean, how many young kids in in America now, you know, boys and girls would love for their fathers to show up to their games, but they either don't because they're absent from their life or their work consumes them, or they're just not physically able because they have to work to provide. And you're criticizing him because he's actually at his son's games. Yeah, he he may be a vibrant, but you know, I'm a parent, and you'll be a parent, and you know, probably somewhat in the near future. And we're competitive, and of course, we're going to be, you know, yelling when our kids do well. But we're also going to try to, you know, criti- not constructively criticize them. So we, could, if they do something wrong, you'll be like, hey, look, you know, you look at it from this point of view. Because I mean, he's LeBron James. He's at worst the second best player to ever play the game. So, oh, yeah. so you, Definitely. so like you can't, you can't. I mean, I get it. Like he's not the coach, but he can still. It, it's still his son, and he can still say, "Hey, you know, you should see that. You should see the play from this perspective instead of that perspective, or you can make this play instead of that play." And I, I mean, I think 
as as a father and as someone that grew up playing sports, I mean, I think that's very it's imperative to the growth of the of Bronny Jr. But it also can teach him that hey, that you need to have your team. It's not just you. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, LeBron, his style of play. I mean, he's always been wanting to get his team involved. You know, um, look at the teams that he's had that he's taken to the finals at his first trip in Cleveland. I mean, my goodness. I mean, and he's always getting those guys involved, getting everybody involved. And like you said, man, he's just a proud dad. That's all it is, man. He's just a big goof. He's just relaxed, having a good time. You know, he don't care what opinions people form. He's there to support his son, to support those kids. You know, you don't you don't see him, you know, supporting the whole team or maybe talking to some of the other kids. They just want to point out, you know, what's going to stir up, what topics, you know, whatever, when people are bored, what they can get going. Um, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, he's huge for those kids to help them out with everything about basketball if they as they're trying to further their careers and uh you know he's he's just a he's just a proud dad you know and a lot of kids that's important for him you know because they do look up in the stands they look for dad uh you know they look for mom but it's more important uh they they want to see dad there too you know because when you're young shooting hoops out in the yard you know you're trying to beat dad some horse or some around the world and you never can and that one day comes and you finally do it so you always want him around. You want to see. Uh, you want to see him up in the stands. So you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think he's. I think he's a great guy. You know, everybody's got their opinions, but I think he's he he's doing good. He's doing well. Yeah, you know, a wise man once said, "Opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has one, and they all stink." Oh yeah. I just definitely. think that I think children, your children, are always out of line, out of bounds. It's out of bounds. You can. That's one thing you don't touch on. They don't do it when you trash talk. You don't do it. You know, you know the NFL. They talk about it. They say, "Hey, you can talk about anything, but you don't talk about wife and kids." You know, that's I think that, that's out of bounds. You don't you don't touch you don't touch that. That's inappropriate. And I think the media and people going after that makes it even more just utterly ridiculous. It's like, what news value does it bring? It feels more like TMZ. And I, I think that's just kind of my to sum up my entire take is I just think that children are out of bounds. I think that. He's there for his – I mean, it's one thing if he was like Tyreek Hill and like choking his kid, but he's not doing that. You know, he's supporting his kids. He's there for his kids, and he's encouraging them. So I think if he's doing that, just let him let him have his month and a half of peace because he, he gives you stuff on Instagram. He gives you when he's working out. He gives you the Taco Tuesday. He lets you behind the, behind the curtain. Let him have this for a little bit for his children, and I think that's just – out of bounds you shouldn't touch it you don't touch the children you don't touch the kids that's just my opinion what's your last take on it yeah i mean you know how can you judge uh somebody who's being a, a parent to their kids you know you can't you know you can't sit there and judge somebody um you know they parent their kids you know what they think's best and all this and that and you know everything you know just the short few things that we see through social media that he does with his family Man, he loves them. I mean, he's such a great guy. Um, he's all the time got Ronnie and all his friends over, his other kids. Uh, you know, so as far as you know, judging another man, how he's going to raise his kids, you know, you can't really say that. Yeah, he's just an overly excited parent. And, you know, there, there's a lot of those around. Uh, his just is most uh, more noticeable just because of uh, who he is. 
Yeah, and I agree. I mean, like you say, he's, Le- he's LeBron James. It's it would been interesting to see um, if social media and you know athletes letting us behind the curtain like they do now. Whenever Jordan was playing, so I think we'd had a similar similar aspect with Jeffrey. And then when they're coming up trying to play ball, but I actually I've heard some interesting takes on LeBron. It's moving over to his actual NBA career. Is that some people think that have pondered or have said that they think that he's content being out in LA, you know, making the movies, getting the endorsement deals, hanging out with his kids, going to you know all their games and stuff like that, and that he's content with his three titles. Not that he doesn't really want to compete, but he's not constantly going after it in the gym and you know being maniacal about it do you think that's the case or do you think that he's able to balance both i think um i think he does balance both um i mean dude's in top-notch shape um i mean he played a whole heck of a lot that last year in cleveland uh, before coming over to la um I mean, the dude, he's always focused on his diet, on his uh, workouts, getting in the gym, getting shots up. Uh, He's just a freak athlete. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, what is he, 34, about to be 35, or 35, about to be 36? About to be 35. Um, Yeah. And, you know, he, and I think this last year in L.A., he kind of saw, you know, okay, this is what I got. Um, You know, the West is loaded. Are we really going to make it past, um, make it through Houston? Do we have enough to make it through, you know, to Golden State and all that? Um, so I think he could kind of um, see into the future a little bit, if you if you may. And because uh, the West is just so much more loaded uh, this past season than what it had been. And um, I think he said, you know, okay, let me at – a, at this point, you know, where he's got his rings, he's just kind of playing for himself now. Before, he was playing for everybody else, just trying to hurry, 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 get a ring, get a ring, get a ring. And a lot of failure. Now it's, okay, let me see if I can get build up what I want, and let me see if I can go chase and uh, and see what I can get now. And, you know, he went to a very terrible L.A. team, and uh, they're still bad. So, you know, it's not like he's leaving and, and joining with all these other guys. Uh, yeah, they did get AD this year, but that was about it. It's just two guys. you got to have three more out there. So, um, as far as him and his mentality and balancing work-life and stuff, I, I, I don't think he's ever had a problem with that. Yeah, I think that he would be content with the three. And, I mean, you know, not every title's weighted the same, the – the title in 2016, whenever he was on my beloved Cleveland Cavaliers and they came back and beat Golden State, weighs more than I think a lot of other titles. I mean, it counts as three, but I think it, it weighs more. And I think that, you know, he probably could be content winning just the three, but the league really has leveled out and there's a lot of parity now to where he, he can he's probably thinking that they got a shot to win another title. Because, I mean, you you've got the Clippers are great. But Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have, haven't been the model of health. And then if you, you lose them, you got Houston with Westbrook and Harden, but who knows how that dynamic is going to work. And if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, I mean, there's not a team that has more than two really two stars that 
if LeBron can just coast and let Anthony Davis take the majority of the workload during the season and just get ready for those 20 games come April, May, and June, they might have a shot to win this thing. Yeah, if uh, if AD can have a huge year, I mean, just put up monster numbers and the bench can kick in and, you know, just get the numbers that they're supposed to get. Uh, I believe they can make a run for it. Uh, you know, the the West has opened up more. You know, Clay, he's going to be out uh, for Golden State with his injury. Um, you know, Golden State's still going to be strong, uh, but, you know, they did lose Iguodala and Sean Livingston. Um, uh, and, then and, got and, and that guy named Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, uh, lost him. And, you know, they're going to – it's going to be huge, uh, you know. Houston, they've got the the thing with CP, or I mean, uh, with Harden and Westbrook now. You know, uh, that could go a couple different ways. You know, uh, Houston could come on real strong, or they could just flatline. Um, so the West, I believe, uh, LeBron, I believe he'll be geared up. I believe this year he'll put up some big numbers and uh, give us some MVP. Uh, uh, glances here and there, uh, like he used to, which really he's always done. But you know, everybody kind of got tired of him winning it, so he kind of got overlooked. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But anyways, um, yeah, I think uh, I think LA can can make a run for it. Another interesting thing today I saw was the Clippers uh, probably going to be hiring uh, Ty, Ty Lue as an assistant. Uh, to Doc Rivers, I thought that was pretty interesting. That that is interesting. I saw Lou a lot in Cleveland, and I think he doesn't get enough credit in the aspect of it's the curse of LeBron in the aspect of you know LeBron has earned so much respect because it wasn't always LeBron got the credit and somebody else got the criticism. You know, up until he went back to Cleveland, it was LeBron gets the criticism or LeBron gets the credit, or someone else bailed him out. How many times did we hear Ray Allen bailed him out, or Chris Bosh bailed him out in Miami, and then when he comes back to Cleveland, he kind of got the benefit of the doubt. So I'm interested to see. I think Lou can coach, but I'm not sure that he's a championship-level coach, but there's not that many that I trust right now in the league. So I think it'd be it's good for Ty Lue to learn under Doc Rivers, but that, that's going to be interesting to see if he maybe has any insight on how to maybe defend LeBron or maybe how LeBron kind of look kind of addresses the game as they move forward but I mean you know Doc, Doc's a proud guy and he's just not going to relinquish his spot and he's just not going to take anybody's advice so I think that is an interesting addition to that coaching staff right yeah I, I believe uh Ty Lue is kind of like um you know he's great when he's with greatness uh, but when you put him on his own, you know, it just kind of, he just plateaus. He can't really take off from there. But if you put him with greatness with other guys who are going to be great and already are great, you know, then he excels a little more. It comes out some more in him. But when you take it away from him, I feel like he's the kind of guy who just kind of. He doesn't elevate. He doesn't, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I think. I think that I think that's a, a pretty pretty accurate take on on Ty Lue and um, the, you're good, man. Come on. so I think that's a very good take on Ty Lue. I mean he's he has had a lot of success, but like you said, he doesn't doesn't elevate players like you know Popovich or somebody else does. But I did want to come back to the Lakers real quick because I think um, 
with the LeBron thing. This LeBron's played 46,000 minutes, roughly, 46,235 to be exact. And if you look at the all-time career minutes leaders, which Kareem leads that with well over 50,000 minutes, and Carl Malone, if you look at their that, where they're right at that 46,000, 50,000 50, markers, kind of where the decline begins. Um, for Kareem, whenever he hit that right before that 50,000 is whenever he really saw the decline. The, the season before he hit 50,000, he averaged 23, you know, six and three and a half. But then after that, the, the decline came. He, he's down to 17.5, then 14.6, then 10.1, and was out of the league. So I think it's interesting because I think this is LeBron's last shot at um, – at going at it, if if you base it upon history and things like that, so I think I think we're going to see a very motivated LeBron. Just like I think he's heard all year that he's he can't do it anymore, and I'd be interested to see. I think he's going to, I think he's going to put on a show this year. I mean, people act like he was awful last year, and he was twenty seven, eight and eight, on fifty eight percent shooting. I mean, yeah. that's that's, I mean, that's MVP years for most for most people. Most people yeah. even sniff that. Yeah, dude's putting up numbers like his production's there. It's like I said, we've just gotten so used to him um, having those numbers and that being normal, and you know the top ten plays every week, every week, and all this and that. We've gotten so used to it, and now we're getting into the latter days of his career. And uh, you know, you know, I believe he, I believe he is going to put up a monster year. You know, he he sat out. Uh, he's not playing with USA. A lot of guys aren't um, because you know, this, you know, just how the season is and how FIBA and, and the Olympics are now. So I believe he is, you know, looking down the road, gearing up for this year. Going to put up just a crazy dumb year uh, as far as numbers. And, um, you know, he's so good with his diet and keeping his body. I mean, he's never had a major injury. Uh, and, uh, you know, I believe, dude, he might have kind of the Tom Brady thing where he can push the age limit older and older and keep performing at a, at a high level like that. So we'll see. It's going to be a fun year. I'm excited for it. Yeah, um, I agree. I'd love to see it. I mean, more brawn the better, you know. And uh, oh, yeah. sorry, slight correction. He only shot fifty-one percent from the field instead of fifty-eight. But I guess to kind of wrap this up, I know we've kind of been talking about Bron a little bit longer than we anticipated. If he leads the Lakers to a title this year, and I said if he leads the Lakers, not if Anthony Davis, not you know if he is the sidekick and Anthony Davis is the main guy, but if he leads the Lakers to a title this year, is uh-huh. he the goat? Uh, yeah. I, I believe so. Um, you know, he's done it with – he would have done it with uh, three, teams. three different teams now. Yeah. Um, brought Cleveland theirs. That was huge. Yeah. And then goes to L.A., uh, you know, with not a lot out there when he got there. And, you know, gets A.D. Age 35 uh, season. Yep. And if he's putting up those numbers like that, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I don't know how – Oh, that's just hard to argue against. I mean, it's just—it's crazy what he does, night in and night out. It, it's very—it is—it's insane. And if you you look at it, I mean, 
I'm looking at his uh, basketball reference, which shout out to basketball reference. It's a great website. He's never averaged less than 20.9 points per game, and he hasn't been under 25 for a season since his rookie year. I mean, it's the careers, and I mean, we could talk about this all day, but I think it's I think it's interesting. There's an argument to be made to win it with three different organizations, and 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 you think about when he came in the league, 03 and 04. How much? Di- how many different NBAs would you say that he played? How many times did the game revamp since he's been in the league? Oh gosh! So several times. So he's not playing the same game every year. It, and that's that's what's different, I think, between Jordan's run and now, is that it was the same game every year. You know, people tried to figure out how to beat Jordan, but it was the same game. There was no revolutionary, and you know, the NBA was in a real bad shape in that oh three oh four era. You know, you're talking uh, the post hip hop era where Iverson and this that and the other. So, I think LeBron saved the league for one, but two, you just I mean, three different teams. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think it, I think it makes him the goat. I know people are gonna say we're crazy. It's Jordan, but I think that's an interesting element to it because we're not only talking about this, but he also won, you know, gold medals with Team USA, and and uh, that's what we call in the media business a segue. So we're going to kind of talk about uh, our Team USA, you know, team for this year. It's uh, an interesting an interesting group. Um, I read today that. Uh, we're recording this on the 14th for those who listen later, that they lost in a scrimmage to a bunch of G-leaguers and overseas players, 36-17, to 17, our Team USA team did. And that, that's not a very good start. No, not at all. This, this USA team's got me nervous and, and questioning, you know, how we're going to play against the world. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not real confident in, in this year's team. Uh, it's, I don't know about it. It's a, uh, it's a hard one. And, you know, you got a great coach with Popovich, but, um, I, I don't know. I hope they can get it figured out and, um, and put it together. But, uh, it's, it's not like, uh, when was the last, uh, 08 when it was just bully ball. I mean, yeah, my that, goodness, the, that was the redeem team. Time. And then in 2012 yeah. was that 2012 team was insane. Oh yeah, I mean that was that was just bully ball. I mean that was fun to watch. Yeah, there was no doubt in your mind every game when USA was out there. You know we was gonna manhandle them. Uh, but now uh, I don't know, not so much anymore. It's it's uh, the confidence isn't there for me in them. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think part of it's that we have. Um... We've been we've won so much, you know. We don't have that feeling of like, oh, we got to show the world that we're the best. So, all of our all stars are playing. I mean, if you look at the roster, I mean, the oldest or one of the oldest guys on the team is Kimball Walker, and he would, you could argue that he's probably the biggest star on the squad. I mean, you got up and comers like Donovan Mitchell, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, but then you got some names on here that kind of perplex me. You got Mason Plumley, Marcus Smart. PJ Tucker, I can I can give a pass to because he can be a mentor and things like that. But you know, I mean, Joe Harris is a shooter, but he's never been on the team before, and he's 27. He's not even like a young guy, so you can't even justify it by saying he's young. I mean, you know, yeah. you got Brooke Lopez. I mean, this is yeah, a it's, it's interesting definitely squad. Not gonna be, it's definitely not going to be the flashy 
quick pace, you know, bully basketball that we're used to seeing USA doing to other countries. You know, other countries, you know, were pretty much intimidated when they stepped on the floor. I mean, they kind of knew they like, oh, man. And, uh, you know, as it goes right now, our potential starting lineup for Team USA is De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Middleton, P.J. Tucker, Brooke Lopez. And, you know, you look at that, and you don't really have all the flash or the strength or, you know what I'm saying, Uh, like LeBron and Kobe and all of them had, uh, you know, in those years. And, you know, those were great years and just star-studded from the starting lineup all the way through the bench. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mello and Kobe, and, I mean, you guys had dudes that – those dudes came off the bench. I mean, it was insane. And, you know, with the FIBA rules, you know – you, you want a little athleticism at the back end. I guess that's why Mason Plumlee's there because you know you can smack the ball off the rim and things like that. But I just don't see where the – I mean, we don't need the shooting as much in you know, this type of ball. But I just don't know. You got Kimba who can shoot, but he creates more. You got Derek White can't shoot a lick. Tatum is better, but he's, he's still not a great shooter from deep. Great mid-range guy can create. Brooke Lopez can shoot. Kuzma can shoot a little bit. Middleton – Donovan Mitchell's not not a great shooter. He's more of a creator. I mean, you got Joe Harris, De'Aaron Fox still is more of a creator. Jalen Brown the same way, and Harrison Barnes. I just don't see where the shooting is on this team. And, um, I mean, we'll still be athletic. And, I mean, as long as Greece isn't pulling out all the all the Antetokounmpo's, I don't – we're still have a tough time, but it's, I don't think that there's going to be a team as athletic as us, even with our current squad. Yeah. I think, you know, I think – you know, a lot of games will be real close for us. I don't think we'll have many blow-away games. Um, you know, I, I hope they go all the way, of course. But uh, it's going to be tough. You know, I don't know how much Popovich is, you know, what kind of coaching style or system he's trying to do with these guys, you know, because um, you got such a wide range of uh, styles on this team. And, uh, you know, I can just think of, uh, you know, kind of a fast-paced play. And, um, and you know, like you said, those jumpers and stuff, all those mid-range guys, you know, they have to be money. They've got to hit. And because uh, if they don't, and, you know, those long rebounds, you know, we could get, we could get run out of a gym pretty quick. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. But, you know, uh, FIBA has – kind of hurt it with the season with the way they're doing it now uh which is why a lot of nba superstars have dropped out just because of the long nba season and having to turn right right around not having no break no relaxation to get ready for the nba season uh after fiba so uh you know i can understand that but um it'll be interesting yeah and i mean we're, we're going to benefit because i think a lot of the European stars aren't playing with their teams. Like, Luka's not playing with Slovenia. Porzingis isn't playing. So, a lot of the European guys in Canada can't get any of their dudes to play. They're not getting, you know, I mean, not that Wiggins is great, but Wiggins isn't playing, or R.J. Barrett's not playing. So, I think, I mean, we benefit. We benefit from that. I think what's really going to be interesting is when the Olympics roll around, will more of the superstars play? Because then you will have your Porzingis's, your Doncic's, and all those dudes playing for their countries and then it, it becomes a real competition and and I think part of it too it just feels like um, a lot of the 
stars, like the superstars, are, it's like, if Paul George isn't playing, then Kawhi's not going to play. Or if Kawhi's not playing, then Westbrook or Harden don't want to play. So it seems kind of like, it's uh, if if like oh those dudes aren't playing and I ain't playing more so than you know getting to wear the United States and kind of the patriotism behind that. So I'm interested to see if that'll change whenever we come to the next Olympics in what 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope uh, I hope it's a little different then. I hope a few few guys want to step up and and uh, and 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 wear the red, white, and blue and, and play and because it is fun to watch these guys and. You know, to show the world, you know, hey, you know, we're still a step above uh, in this, and um, you know, uh, it's it's fun to watch the different styles from these other teams. Also, to watch some of these guys um, that are in the NBA play with some of their home countries, um, you kind of see a little different style and play every now and then. Um, so it, it's fun to watch, and you know, like always, uh, I just want us to do our best, and uh, and you know, we always have been the best, and uh, it's fun to watch. And uh, as long as they got Popovich over there uh, coaching them up, you know, I, I believe we're going to be just fine, no matter who's out there. Yeah, and I miss I misspoke. I'm sorry. The Olympics is in 2020. And I think just to kind of put a bow on this, I think a lot of it too has to deal with you know Paul George getting hurt, you know, at the Olympics, at the Olympic training camp, you know, and that that gruesome injury. Now, granted, it was a freak injury; the pad was too close, but still, I think that probably scares a lot of the guys off as well. Yeah, that's that's a big concern. Uh, you know, these guys are playing a full eighty-two games. You know, getting deep in the summer and then got to turn right around and pick this up. And then when that happened, you know, like you just said, a lot of guys get freaked out, like, dang, man, maybe I should start taking more time off and worrying about my body and worrying about my team over here. And uh, so, yeah, I can see that messing with guys. And, you know, a lot of the superstars, I guess they kind of, you know, text, call, whatever, and kind of plan it out, you know, hey, you playing, no, I'm not, whatever, however it works. Yeah, I think, I think overall – the national team's great for the young guys, and I don't want to see a bunch of stars because I think it really helps the young guys' development because how many times will De'Aaron Fox or how many times will Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum get coached by Popovich in their career? Probably probably never, you know, especially if Popovich retires here pretty soon. So I think right. it's important for the young players to come. I think that we it wouldn't hurt, you know, to have – I think Kimba, you can consider a superstar. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't move the needle like Kawhi or Paul George or LeBron. But I mean, he's still. But if we, you know, maybe have two or three studs, and just have a bunch of younger guys, I think overall that can be good. And as long as we win, I think people won't be too upset about it. But I think it's important because I mean, De'Aaron Fox may look at the game different this year, and he I mean, he had a you know a breakout sophomore season last year. So I think I think it's important for these guys because then they can come back, you know, different with a new new skill set, new repertoire that they learn. So I think moving forward, I think that that's probably how we should do it and not be so prideful and always have to win by 40. Definitely. Yeah, a win's a win. And uh, it don't matter if it's by 40 or by four. And uh, we'll be all right. And like you said, it, it is good for our younger guys. It helps them get more developed. They get some great coaching. And uh, I believe we'll be just fine. I agree. But some 
I guess to get a little hype. It got it got us a little hype this week as because uh, we'll have the FIBA World Cup. Then you know, not too long the NBA season will start, and as we know, the schedule got rolled out. You know, just the past few days, a few days ago, and I mean, we are almost right at two months from the NBA season, which is hard to believe. You know, we got FIBA basketball, then really they'll basically have a couple weeks off training camp, then then the season will start up. And, I mean, you know the NBA, man. They, they know what they're doing. You know, the opening game oh, yeah. on that Tuesday night, you get to see Toronto, which is going to be a completely different squad without Kawhi. Um, we'll see how Pascal Siakam has kind of has – he, has he taken the next step and so on and so forth. But, you know, we'll get to see the – the young, the youthful, the high-flying New Orleans Pelicans, you know, which we think will be led by Zion Williamson and that Tuesday for the early at 8 o'clock. And then, of course, we got the battle for L.A. You got the Clippers. You got the Lakers. I'm, I'm already excited. I'm already geared up for it. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, yeah, to turn it on to TNT and uh, see Ernie and those guys talking, see Chuck and Shaq doing at it. Uh, you know, it's I love seeing that. And then, um, like you said, that first game, the Pelicans and Raptors. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see Zion and the Pelicans. You know, they're they're a pretty young, fresh team. They're they're going to be fun to watch. They're 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 getting back, and uh, or they're getting there. And uh, and then yeah, that ten thirty game comes on. That's that's going to be a good one. Um, that one's you know that one's going to feel like it's at the end of the season. Uh, versus being at the beginning, being the very first game with the hype of it and, uh, you know, the body language of the players on the court. You know, both sides will want to make pretty big statements to one another. And uh, it'll be great. And, you know, the season starts, what is it, Uh, yeah, October 22nd, which technically is actually a week later than what it started last year. But, you know, it still starts early. And, um, uh, you know, it's a long season. Uh, those That first week uh, kind of gets the juices flowing for everybody. And uh, it'll be some great games uh, this, that first week. And uh, and then what is it? Uh, that Thursday we'll get to see uh, Westbrook and Harden, how yep. they do against the Bucks. Against That'll Giannis. be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. Then the Clippers travel to the new Oracle Arena in San Francisco as they go to play Golden State. I th- yep. It's in the first five days. There's going to be 16 different teams playing 11 national televised games. I think that that's insane, and it's crazy. And I think the league is going to be so much fun this year. I mean, you know, I get I've been a League Pass subscriber for the past few seasons, but I'm I've never been more excited to subscribe to League Pass than this year because I mean, any game, any given night, you're going to see a quality team and. The schedule coming out just kind of just really gets the juices flowing, and you you know we we jump right into it. So you know that Tuesday night on TNT, you got Zion, you got Pascal Siakam in Toronto, then you got the big brother who they claim they're the big brother Lakers against the little brother Clippers, trying to dis- establish dominance early in LA. Then you get Boston and Philly. You get to see Kimba against you know, and Al Horford's playing against his old team as long you know with Simmons and Embiid. Then you get Denver at Portland, the two young teams that are really coming up. Then you get Milwaukee, Houston, Clippers, Golden State. Then you get to see Luca and Porzingis travel to New Orleans to play Zion. And you got Utah and the Lakers. And you got it's 
it's just there's I mean, when it doesn't it's never going to stop once it starts man we're gearing up yeah it's a it's a great time of the year because you know football is getting a little more intense right there uh, college and pros and uh you know as it's getting towards bowl season and 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 playoffs are starting to matter more and uh and then you got the nba starting with all these primetime games you know you got new faces and new cities um you got some um some guys with some chips on the shoulders and wanting to make a statement here and there some teams wanting to uh prove some people wrong and and it's it's exciting it's great to watch as a viewer uh you know it's non-stop every day of the week there's gonna be a primetime something on in the sports world and uh, i'm just excited for the nba season uh, are you, you gonna know, get the, league pass oh yeah have to right because i mean every night you'll yeah. be what you could have to watch somebody i mean yeah i think it's what two hundred dollars for the entire season and yeah that's a no-brainer oh uh, i mean it's a no-brainer and i mean you know for us you know we're both big football fans and we're fantasy football and i'm sure um, here probably in a couple of weeks we'll probably bring up how our fantasy drafts went, you know, on, on another podcast. I'm assuming you'll be back for another podcast because this is strictly buckets. You, you don't duck it, you just chuck it. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, All day. but I guess uh, for me, the unofficial start to the NBA is Christmas Day. I mean, it's just kind of part of growing up. You know, you eat breakfast, oh, yeah. you do your presents, and then you're like, look, it's noon. You know, we got, we got, we got to watch some basketball you watch bowl games but i mean i think this slate maybe outside of boston and toronto you're i mean it's must watch tv you got boston and toronto that starts the day milwaukee goes to philadelphia then you got houston at golden state then the clippers and lakers again and then you got in the nightcaps new orleans and denver i don't i don't know if i could think of too many better matchups on christmas day than those five games oh yeah yeah, no, Christmas Day, it's it's jam-packed with uh, uh, flipping channels and, you know, and and Christmas presents and all that jazz. But, yeah, NBA, man, they, they've done such a great job with marketing and, and getting these primetime games. And, man, the money the NBA brings in is crazy. And they do such a good job. And, and, and uh, you know, Christmas Day is fun. All the new kicks that come out, all the special editions that guys wear, it's cool to see. The the change in uniforms a little bit is pretty cool to see. And uh, it's just, uh, like you said, that's when it really kicks off and uh, and uh, and goes from there. Uh, everything gets a little more um, a little more intense, I guess you could say. And you know, basketball starts getting played then. And uh, it, it's just a great time to, to be a fan, really. Yeah, I mean, Christmas, you know, you're with your family. You get to eat. You have the presents. You got football. But you also got the NBA ramps up, and you really they really show out for those Christmas games. And you kind of touched on it a little bit, but about the kicks. So we will we'll kind of talk about talk about our fire kicks of the week. You know, there's, there's a couple that have come out that I really, really like. Um, I'm not a huge um, Liga Un fan. Not a huge French soccer guy, but the PSG Jordans that dropped are are straight fire. Um, I don't know if you've seen them, but the PSG Jordans are on point. I'll put them on the Strictly Buckets Twitter. They're they're dope. I really like them. We've already talked about the Kyrie SpongeBob's, um, which are which are awesome. But 
I was going to get your take. What What do you think about the Giannis's, and in particular, the coming to America? You know, they're. I'm still up in the air about them. Um, I don't dislike them. Uh, you know, it's just. Uh, I don't really know how to hit the nail on the head on this one. Um, they're pretty cool. I, I I don't know how much they'll really take off that much. Um. It just doesn't, it, you know, when LeBron had his signature shoes and stuff, it seemed like everybody was getting them. You know, you kind of get that, that vibe, that feel when you go to a gym or to the wide shoot ball, kind of see everybody wearing uh, LeBron's or Kobe's or Jordan's. But with Giannis, I don't know, it just doesn't, uh, just kind of don't get that vibe. Well, do you think it's because, you know, we've kind of talked about this, you know, outside the podcast. Do you think it's because there's so many more athletes that have their own shoe now especially in the nba because i mean i feel like whenever we were growing up you had kobe's you had lebron's you had t max you had iverson for a little bit and then durant came around later and of course you had jordan's but i just didn't feel like there was this many options to have a particular player signature shoe yeah it is kind of overwhelming uh you know, so many guys are getting a signature shoe, and uh, you know, it it was kind of cool when it was rare for a guy to get a shoe. Uh, it just was a little more special, uh, you know. And and the kicks you bought and wore uh, when you're, you know, playing pickup or whatever. Um, but now it's just kind of uh, normal to have, uh, you know some Adidas, the Adidas brand, some James Harden, some Lillards, uh, you know, it goes, it goes through everybody. Uh, yeah, you got Paul George, Kyrie, yeah. you know, Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. I mean, it, it goes through all of them. You got, yeah. you got Westbrook. I mean, Chris Paul still has shoes. You still got Mello. I mean, it, it's a laundry list of it. So I think there's a lot more, there's more options, but I mean, you know, the bronze have been around the longest. I mean, they've been around so long, they, they relaunch shoes. And so people are always going to wear the bronze. You know, I mean, I I think these Giannis's, I, I do like them. They, ha, they definitely hold a soft spot in my heart because I really was a fan of the movie Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. So I think it's a nice creative ploy or play, play by Nike to, to make these. I like them, but I'm with you. I'm not sure how much they'll catch on. They, they, they look... I mean, if you didn't know the Giannis symbol, then you just think they're just some regular low low top basketball Nike shoes, nothing yeah. special. Yeah, I mean, you could easily, uh, you know, if you're if if you didn't know who he was or his sign or anything like that, and you know, you're just a young kid and you saw him, uh, you know, it'd be kind of like seeing a pair of Hopper Dunks or something like that. Uh, you would just think it's a normal, regular Nike basketball shoe. Um, they are a they are a pretty decent looking shoe. They're they're not that bad. I'm just kind of a low lows guy. I, I don't really like mids or high tops. Uh, I've always had a heart to the Kobe's, um, the James Hardens. I got the volume thirteens. Um, so I've always I've always rocked with that side. You know, I've all, I've had my fair share of all of them. And uh, but yeah, um, with everybody having a signature shoe. Um, you know, it is uh, a little easier to get a variety of player shoes and different styles and 
uh, different comforts. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it's a little too much. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's there's just so many. And, um, and I mean, obviously, if you're a Milwaukee fan or you're Giannis, big Giannis fan, you're going to get the Giannis. I mean, I'm, LeBron's my dude. I, I've had LeBron's. That's, that's what I get. But some, But as I've gotten older, I also go for comfort. And I'll tell you one of my favorite shoes out right now. I don't know if you've seen them. Is the Nike PG three NASA whites? Those things are dope. I love the NASA and the 50th anniversary ones. The, the gray. I, I have the PG ones. They're comfortable. They're great. Um, they got. A, they're at a good. They're at a good price point. I think those are those are really dope. But right, my favorite shoe currently, and I guess I would put as the fire kick of the week is for for the price point and for the look, are the Donovan Mitchell Spider Mans. I think those are dope. I, I think they're straight fire, and I mean ninety nine dollars. You know, brand new. Which I mean, a hundred dollars is a hundred dollars still, but you know, it's not anything compared to LeBron's. You know, when they come out one seventy five, two hundred, the KDs are one thirty five. You know, even the Currys are up. So you're talking ninety nine bucks, and the Spider Man shoes dope. So I think that right there is probably my best, the best price point for comfort for look. I really love the Donovan Mitchell Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah. They're 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 a good looking shoe. I, I like them also. Um, uh, and uh, you know, like I said, like I touched on before, uh, I said I I like the Kobe's, and uh, you know, somebody who I think of well, just recently, uh, PJ Tucker, he just got a new Kobe Four collection. He got all of them. And, you know, I love those. I love the Kobe 4s, the 7s, the Venoms, um, all those. And, you know, those are those have always been at good price points. Um, and, you know, like speaking on the LeBrons, people always have LeBrons kind of like the Jordan brand is now. People are always going to have Jordan brands. Uh, Giannis and all these other guys, uh, I'm just not sure how much he will – blow up as far as kids rocking his stuff and how you know how long his legacy lasts on down the road even when he's not playing and um, as far as his shoes selling and stuff like that so it'll be interesting to see and you know in the years coming and uh, but LeBron's and Jordan's you can pretty much bank it that they're they're always going to be there and always selling yeah it's you got to have sustained success, you know. Um, you know, if Giannis never really fully wins a title, or if he, if it, if he's already had hit his peak, I, I'm not sure how long the shoes will be around. Same with Donovan Mitchell. Same with a lot of these guys. You know, they'll come and go. Um, but you know, I, I think sustained success is really what keeps the keeps the shoe going and how they look. But that you can have the most dope looking shoe, but if you don't perform or if you're only on the only on the scene for two, three, four years, then people aren't going to remember you, you know, 15, 20 years that you're not going to have a shoe anymore. So I think that's uh, that's a good point, and I think you really need to have some some sustained success. But I will post uh, on Strictly Buckets some of those Kobe 4s that Strong was talking about as well as these Donovan Mitchells. But it is time for us to go to our pickup basketball story slash pet peeve. Do you have a story? It doesn't have to be recent, but just a fond story of pickup basketball that you want to talk about, or maybe a pet peeve of pickup basketball that um, that you consistently see. Oh man! Well, so a pet peeve. I uh, 
just recently played in a three-on-three tourney uh, here at Tri-Cities Baptist. And, um, you know, when you when you kind of got that team, and you know, everybody knows everybody, and you know that you're pretty much going to handle this team with ease. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, the crowd could be uh, or the team that you're playing. Some guys might have, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what the word is for it, but uh, I still haven't Fan figured club? out. Yeah, yeah, I haven't figured out what the, uh, you know, when you're playing D and stuff and these guys start missing shots or something, it's all of a sudden when you're playing them, um, they want to walk around and grab at their arm and go, yeah, I was fouled on that one. And you ask them and you go, oh, I'm sorry, man. I, do you want it? I didn't think I fouled you. And they go, no, 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 keep playing, keep playing. But you did foul me. Uh, that's a big pet peeve. Um, it's like, you know, a lot of, you're like, bro, I'm, you know, I'm 15 feet from you. Yeah, like, I do go up. I do contest shots. I want to contest guys. I try to get a little poke in. I try to poke at the stomach or chest. And uh, say it with the chest, young blood. Yeah, for real. And it's so faint. I mean, man, it is so faint. And I always give the shooter. You have to give the shooter to room to go up and come straight back down. And uh, always done that. And if I've ever fouled a guy hard, I've always called foul, even when it wasn't that bad and they're like no man you didn't get me um so you know it comes with guys knowing the game and respecting the game but you know some of these guys man it just kills me when they just walk around like oh man you felt me i would have made that well do you want it and then they go (laughs) then they go tell their girlfriend or wife or their uh friends or whoever their whoever their their little fan club that's watching them that that uh that you that you were fouling them the entire game and you're like man look just because you missed a shot didn't mean you got fouled <laughs> and it, it just it's it baffles me it's like the person that you know that does all the crazy dribbling that can't really dribble but the one time they pull off a really good move and then when they go up to do the layup they they you know Randy Johnson it off the backboard and they it bounces off the backboard and almost hits the three point line they're like man I got pushed in the back and you're like are you sure you sure you got pushed in the back, or are you sure you just uh, strong-armed that there, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yeah, for real. Like, you can kind of, when you roll up to a pickup gym, you can pick out, like, okay, this guy's a shooter, this guy can drive, this guy can handle. You can pick out everybody, and you're not going to bail out a bad shooter when they're driving in all crazy like that. Like, you're just going to let them do their thing because you know they're going to create a miss on their own. Like, you don't you don't have to do anything. So you're not going to uh, try to D up on them as hard as you would with somebody who does have the skills and talent to drive um, because, you know, you don't have to. And uh, and those guys are the ones who, who always want to chirp the loudest when they think that they blow by you and you just sit there and put your arms down, let them go, and then they go, oh, I got hit. Okay, well, who hit you? The, well, I don't know, but I got hit. That's the worst. It's like, it's like, bro, you hit yourself on the left. I don't even know how you did it. You try to, yeah. you like, try to dab on your way up or something. And that's the worst is whenever somebody ain't nobody around them, they blow a layup and they're embarrassed, so they call ball yeah. up top. And you're like, yeah. you're like, no, 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 no. Like, no, that's not how this works. But in most pickup games, you can't say anything because like, there's no give or take. I mean, there's no repercussions for calling a phantom foul. And most of the time, you know, we'll, we'll give you one, maybe two. 
But at some point, you got to start shooting for it or something. Because, I mean, that that's garbage. Whenever somebody's just blowing layup after layup, they're going up like Nick Young with the Wizards and throwing it over the backboard, you know? and Or um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and along came Polly. Like, yeah. Like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean you got fouled? No. Another thing I've, another thing I've always thought's funny is um, dudes waiting to play. Um, so you'll be at the opposite end of the court, and um, you'll be ding somebody up, and they'll be you'll be using the baseline as an extra defender, and uh, they'll do something, and it'll go off their foot. And, you know, they're trying to – they're in the corner and they'll try and do something and they'll try and drive and they'll end up dribbling off their foot. And, you know, it's right at for game point. And you go – you know, you get you get hyped up. You're like, all right, yeah. And you get the ball to throw it in. And, uh, and the people on the far side are like, no, that went off you. How? How did they see that? Like you're, that out, you're out of your never damn mind. Made sense to me. Like – you, oh my goodness, it drives me nuts. You're out, it's, it's, you're out of your damn mind there, Gene or when they go, Or they go, yeah, man, you stepped out. How, dude? You're sitting down on the other side, laying on your back, stretching. How did you see? What are you, ta- what are you like, talking about, Dick Bavetta? Like, what do you, what do you mean? in my opinion, if you're sitting on the side waiting to play or something, you have no opinion on the game. Because you're not even focused on it. Your you're stretching. Shooting the bull, and you just don't have no opinion on it. Yeah, this and, is this isn't American Idol where you can go to the judge. No, this doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work that way. On the sidelines, their opinion is useless, absolutely yeah. useless, because you know what? They have bias. They they care which team wins because guess what? They want the weaker team to win so they can stay on the court. Yeah, that stuff that stuff's garbage. You can't you can't make a call a from the sideline. You don't make a call. You, if someone asks you, like, oh no, I didn't see it. That's or just, when you go to a gym, etiquette. yeah. Or when you go to a gym that you haven't been to before, or something like that, and you got like the one dude who's, you know, he's insecure. He's only played at that gym his whole life, never made it uh, on the high school team and stuff. And that's where he can ball out. Is that place? That's his safe place. Let's just, let's just call, let's call let's call a spade a spade. The homeschooled kid. Yeah. There, I said it. Yeah, and he'll stand there with his backpack on and, you know, pants halfway down his uh, down his legs and stuff and stand there on the floor while the game's going on and just dribbling and talking about the good old days to everybody and then has the, the worst individuals as, as far as any athletics goes standing there laughing, chatting it up like they are uh, – uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan, just all three waiting to play next game. Uh, that's that's annoying. I love when I love when that, that same guy comes into the gym in the middle of a game. He walks in, not even got his clothes on yet, like, I got next. Don't even ask anybody. I got next. And, everybody, and just like, uh, uh, okay, cool. Like, stops the game. Then he gets on the floor and – on a game to 16, he may get one point, maybe. You put the worst defender on him. It's like when you have the kid that's like a freshman on your team, and you're like, hey, man, let, yeah, well, you, you got him. You got him on defense. I don't care if you're four foot two and, and 75 pounds. This, kid, this guy can't play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, it's 
it's annoying. No, and, uh, no guy that stands on the court during the game can ever hoop. No, that that uh, is a rule. Nobody can. Or when they go, uh, or you know, somebody who's actually played some college ball or is actually a legit baller or something, and they uh, start going, shoot, he ain't gonna do that to me. I take that from him. You gonna learn and today? Get, yeah, and then they get lit up, and then they get so mad at the world, and just it ruins their whole day. They're mad at everybody. They're the type that when they want to d up and they think that they're d'ing up hard, you know, they're all up on you. They're pushing. You know, that you'll get tripped. They'll, you know, whatever. They'll foul you. And you go, that's my ball. And they want to throw an absolute fit. But if it hadn't been for that guy, you know, yeah. putting them on blast, lighting them up, they're just going to play the lazy ball. They're going to do their uh, CP3 best impressions to get you to fall. Yeah. Shoot a bunch yeah. jumper. You can't be then... CP3 whenever you, drip, whenever you dribble off your foot every time. Like, you can only dribble with one hand. I mean, they think they're Chris Paul, and they're, they're more like – like I said on the previous podcast, RuPaul, you know, yeah. it's yeah, like, um, that's, that's my favorite. They, they get lit up. They're like, okay, you ain't doing that again. You ain't doing that again. So they push up on you. They foul you. And then they want to argue if you call for ball, you're like, okay, whatever you have it. But if the air conditioning kicks on, whenever they're bringing the ball three quarter up, the, up they're not even cross half court yet. Oh, that's up top. You're like, yeah. You're like, wait a damn minute, man. It just just because the temperature went from 71 to 70 in this gym doesn't mean that anybody touched you. Yeah, and uh, when it's a uh, you know, tie game, uh, playing a 12 with my two or something, and it's 11-all or 11-10 or something, and say they were up, let's just say they were up 8-2 uh, uh, and you came back, then when it gets all tied up, that's when they want to go. Well, when it was 6-1, to one, that – that three, that was just a, that was a one. Your foot was on the line. What? No, keep on moving. No, we've been calling out the score the whole time. They're they're and, the one, uh, they're the ones that can't count either. You've called out every single point to the letter. Yeah. You tell them who scored every single point, and they're like, nope, that's not the score. It's yeah. uh, and they're always like, it's not like they're one point off. They're like four points off. It's like ten nine. It's like point nine. They're like, no, 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 y'all only got five. You're like. What do you mean? And you tell them all the points. Like, nope, nope, still only got five. All right, we'll give yeah. it. To, we'll give it to you this time. What do you, what do you mean you're going to give it to us this time? Just because you can't yeah. count. Yeah, it's it, it's annoying. Uh, and and you know, anymore when you go to these gyms, uh, you know, I'm sure it's the same down there for you. Yeah, but people don't play indoors. If you yeah. don't have the guys that understand the game, if you can't move without the ball. You know, that's how you're going to score your most points. Even when you're having a bad shooting day, if you stay moving without the ball, you're going to turn it on. Yeah, because most people uh, are skilled anymore, enough. it's just stand there yeah, and they watch wanna, everybody else. Well, they just want to play ISO ball, but the problem is that you ain't skilled enough. If you can't shoot, then ISO ball doesn't mean anything because I'm going to play four feet off of you because I know that you're going to drive. Yes. You know, I mean, most people aren't, aren't skilled enough. Um, the la- before we Before we head out, uh, the last guy I want to talk about in pickup ball for the for my pet peeve is I could have played in college guy. You, you know the guy. You know the guy that's like, yeah, bro. It's like you, man. It's like, yeah, 
I could have played. I had offers, you know, to play in college. But, man, I just had this really good opportunity as a part-time uh, pizza maker at Little Caesars. Man, I just I just couldn't pass it up, you know. So, yeah. but, uh, so that, the other day at the Y, there was a dude. Uh, you seen him play for you. He, he played at a local high school here. And uh, I'm not going to mention it. But uh, uh, he's okay. And... Um, he, uh, he had a basketball from Tri-Cities Baptist Church. Their brand of basketballs are the Rock. And literally, because we've been there ever since that church has ever been built, uh, hooping there forever. So uh, the ball rolled over to me. Probably like 16 years, he, 15, 16 years. And, and he said, hey, man, that's my ball. And I went, that's a Tri-Cities Baptist ball. And he went, Oh, uh, that's that's the kind of balls they want us to use in JUCO. <laughs> I was just like, dude, I don't care. You're here playing at the Y. Like uh, I was just joking around, like, oh man. That's my that's my favorite. It's like, hey man, even last chance you don't want you. Hey, yeah. North Northeast State Community College doesn't have a basketball team, fam. Yeah, for real. So that that's my and, that's that dude is just what gets me, man. That I should have played. I could have played in college, and then when he plays, you're not even sure that he could have played in middle school. Like he can't shoot, he can't dribble, but you know he has that swag about him. Whenever he does, he he has that. You know, he walks in the gym, and more than likely, he has more than one accessory that's unneeded. He either has the headband and the shooting sleeve, or he has. The knee pads and the shooting sleeve. Knee pads are fine. I wear knee pads. Keep my knees from having jumpers in me. I get it. But you don't need the shooter sleeve. Shooter sleeve don't do nothing. Ain't, ain't nothing to keep warm there. That, nah. that, that, that's, that's been ice cold, fam, for probably 24 years. You, there ain't, <laughs> that, that thing don't need to stay warm. So yeah, you, have nah. that, you have that guy. He can't, he can't play. But the problem is is that I could have played in college. And he, 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 he bounces around. So if you don't like buy into it, you're like, oh, oh where, 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 where were you going to play at? Then he goes to the next, you know, he goes to the next guy that's shooting on the other goal, and he just bounces around each goal in the gym until he plays, talking about how he could have played in college. And then he gets on the court and he can't play, but he's mad now. You know, he's he's pushing up on he he plays way too aggressive. And he's the kind of guy that that you get hurt whenever you're playing against, you know, because he's he like undercuts you. And you're like, what? And, uh, what? I'm just playing defense. This is how we play at South Central Louisiana State University. Bobby Boucher taught me this. Yeah, yeah, dude, it, it's annoying. Guys like that, man, they're just living on one story or or their buddy or something, and it's like, dude, I don't care. We're all here at this gym at this church, hooping, just trying to play a little bit. Like, I don't care that you hit the game-winning <laughs> shot and upward in '96. Yeah, dude, playing in the seven-year-old division. Not every, that's a, not everybody's going to get a trophy here, dude. We don't care. We're just trying to play and run a little bit. And then I don't even know why you do it because then people see you can't play and you're annoying. So ain't nobody going to pick yeah. you up. So nobody wants to yeah, play I, with you. I would hate to say that uh, I played in college or could have played and then come out the way some of these dudes come out. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> they, they play too much 2K. Okay, yeah. that's cool that you that you bought your guy and your players a '92 at the park, but we're at a real park here, and you actually got to use more than your, than the joystick. You got to know what you're doing, and I mean, I think that kind of then they play one on one. The I should have went to college guy always turns into the headphones guy because nobody wants to hear his story, and you can't play with headphones guy because he can't hear shit because he's got his headphones in, in the middle of the game. 
Oh, dude, that's so annoying. Headphones guy, oh my gosh. When you're saying, you know, you're trying to let him know on a screen uh, over or, or go under or, you, or you're switching or something. or He's wide uh, open underneath the basket and you're trying to pass yeah. him the ball? Oh, man, I cannot tell you how many times I've flung a ball at a dude for wearing headphones and him not even looking. Yeah. And, uh, it's so annoying. Or, or a game-winning shot was hit because you're trying to tell them what to do on a screen or let them know what you're going to do, and they don't fall for the guy or they don't go over, and then a shot was hit for a game, and then you have to go sit for two games or something. What? And it's like, really, dude? And then he's like, what do you mean you didn't say anything? I, I can hear you. You're like, no, oh, really, you can? Over your Bose headphones that I can hear the music coming out of? Yeah, I hear Chance the Rapper's new album coming out of your headphones. You're telling me that you can hear? Yeah, it's annoying. I, I don't get. I understand, like, if you're by yourself at a gym and you want to put your headphones in and shoot some free throws and get loose, if you're to yourself, but man, or if you're training, it's fine. Just anybody else, man, you don't have headphones in. I don't see how you do it. No, and then headphones guy is up there as the worst. I mean, you got. I should have played in college guy, but he is below headphones guy. Headphones guy is up there, but. And headphones guy is just is right there with the guy that always calls foul at game point no matter what happens. Phantom foul call guy. But the worst pickup basketball player to play with, other than the guy that sucks that never passes the ball, the uh the wanna be the wanna be Kobe, um, is the guy who answers the phone in the middle of a game. Yeah. Answers the phone guy. Okay, I get it. If it's an emergency, yeah, cool, man. Say, oh, you know, so-and-so, can somebody step in? Cool. But I'm talking about the guy that is talking to his girlfriend about where they're going to eat at Applebee's in the middle of a game. And then yeah. he just stand, he's standing on one end of the court. He ain't even playing. Yeah. It's, uh, and it kills the whole mood for the game. You know, you got a close game, and uh, and then dude wants to do this, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And, and it never – it never happens when you have a bunch of people. It only happens when you have ten exactly. Yeah, ten or you got uh, eight and you're playing fours or something, and Duke quits, and then he starts talking, then the mood dies for the game, and then another dude's like, eh, I'm just going to go home, I'm done, and then it just dies, and it dies quick. There's no reviving it. Uh, once it happens, it, it's it's done. Just pack it up. The worst. That is the worst. You Strictly Buckets podcast listeners, please, under no circumstance, ever answer your phone if it is not an emergency. Don't play with headphones in because it doesn't make you look cool. It just makes you look irritating and selfish and arrogant and probably on Lakers Reddit. i got to throw in my Lakers dig at them. And don't be, if you don't play in college, it's okay. A lot of us didn't. We always like to hoop for fun. Don't say, I should have went to college and then get mad. Whenever nobody won't play with you because you can't play. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just accept who you are. Go out there for fun. Play hard. Play right. And uh, you'll be fine. Well, Strong, we are at the hour and 10 mark. And it's 1130 here on the East Coast. So I think we will put a wrap on episode three of Strictly Buckets. I appreciate you uh, joining joining with me tonight. And I hope we'll have you back soon. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Can't wait to get down there and uh, visit you and have some vacation here soon. 
Yeah, well, if if not before then, we'll definitely uh, have a podcast when you come down in September. You can be in the studio and we'll and we'll uh, get it going. Uh, there there is a story that you'll have to tell our podcast listeners, but I'll wait and save it because it's a little bit too long of a story for us to on this episode. But we we need to hear this story that you told me about uh, working on a uh, basement and you you had some unfortunate cookies. But we'll have to save that one for the next podcast. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. Yeah, that's uh, that'll be a good one for for next time. And for all you Strictly Bucket listeners, we are on Spotify and iTunes. You can find us at Strictly Buckets. We're also on Twitter at Strictly Buckets One. Uh, please uh, give us a subscribe and follow. For those that are on Twitter, once I get to 100 followers of the Strictly Buckets podcast, I will pick a random follower and give, and we'll. Purchase any jersey that you want, any NBA player jersey. You just tell me, and we will pick a random winner, and you can have that. You'll, I'll DM you on Twitter, and we'll get your size and what player you want and what, what colorway of the jersey you'd like to have. So hit us up at strictlybuckets19 at Gmail. Send us some emails. Hit us up on Twitter. And until next week, peace out. Peace out.